That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, halflings. Jasper here with a quick update before we get into this week's episode on acting tips, how to improve your roleplay both as a DM and a player. Uh, if this is the first time you are joining us, welcome to the halfling family and I hope you enjoy your stay. But before we get into this week's episode, we have to thank some incredible people who have become patrons recently. Huge shout out to AJ, Benjamin, Dante, David, and Ariadna. An extra special shout out to Ariadna, who did us some amazing fan art right at the beginning of our show. One of the OG fans of our show. So once again, a huge thank you to all of our patrons. It is the only way we currently fund the show. It helps us move forward and be able to do all this awesome content for you guys. So if you're interested in finding out what's available, uh, go ahead on our social medias, click through onto our link tree, there will also be one in the description below and you will find a link to the Patreon where you can see all the extra goodness that you can get. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Three Black Halflings. Hello, Halflings. It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and it's... Leander Natty Lewis Nyao, but everybody calls me Natty. And... Jeremy Cobb, but... One person calls me Rem Rem. <gasps> Rem Rem. Oh, oh, I love it. That's like a that's like a Studio Ghibli yeah. character, like little Rem Rem. That's so yeah. adorable. I love that. I love my, next, my next character Rem for Rem. Uh, after after Poochie Ratbag. My next character <laughs> in one of our episodes is gonna be named Lil Rem Rem. Oh. You are not delicious. Well, let's listen to us talk about Fat Art in episode three. <laughs> This makes them even more black. Oh my god! Vandal in the broad! Lemming, lemming, teachable moment. Yeah. Full prince vibe? Woo! Is this the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon? <laughs> That's disgusting and I love it. We're about to get into something real big now. Uh, I don't know whether we, I don't know when this one will go out, whether this will go out before or after the, uh, our, our recent interview. Um, and, and so I don't know whether I can talk about it or not, or whether it'll be announced, but if it has been announced and if it, it is out, then, uh, I am so excited to listen back to the absolute chaos, which was us managing to get Poochie oh. Ratbag into the official <laughs> D&D, the official <laughs> Wizards of the Coast podcast. <laughs> they were like, you know what they were is. like, what do you want to talk about? We want this to be an hour for yeah. you guys to sell your stuff, to like get out there, to meet new people. And what did we do? We spent genuinely about 20 minutes the last talking 20 minutes about of the what show. is a Poochie <laughs> Ratbag. Like what is the physical com- composition of a Poochie Ratbag? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> my favorite was that when I first said that that was my nickname, I think both of them started crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they started laughing so hard they cried, and they were desperately trying, to like, 
to understand just what is going on. The genuine confusion, the genuine bafflement of just oh, what? Dear. what? And if and if you haven't heard the origins, the uh, episode with the origins of Poochie Rat Bag. Uh, Did I explain? Uh, I asked my mom about it. I asked yeah. my mom about it afterwards. Not even yeah. the origin since that episode. I haven't mentioned oh. it, have I? No. Oh, this is the update. This is the we got to release this after the interview now. Um, the 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 update. I spoke to my mom after that episode, telling her about it because she got a real kick out of it, and she said that she she had she was familiar with the term rat bag as it was used as like an insult or uh, in, in British english i guess english english actually yeah Uh, because i don't know if other parts of britain really use it yeah and i should also Um, sorry just really quickly i would also jump in and clarify what i said in the previous thing about uh uh, a rat bag being very offensive rat bag is probably less offensive it's more like a rat like that is quite offensive i would say like if a friend called me a rat like a bin rat i've heard that a lot Mm -hmm. that's not good Mm -hmm. that's that's Mm -hmm. you know that's offensive yeah i think i think rat bag is just like calling someone scum or a fool. Yeah. Like it's just a not nice thing to say. Yeah. And she she was familiar with that. And then she liked the word poochie because it sounds cute. Mm. So I think from I think she was intending the word poochie to act as a modifier for rat bag. <laughs> uh, and it, the idea was to juxtapose the cuteness of poochie with the revolting side of rat bag. Uh, because I, as a, as a young child and baby was simultaneously very cute, but could also be very mischievous. Um, and, and I could be very sweet and loving, but I could also be very difficult to deal with. Uh, I had a very developed vocabulary at a very young age and would use it to, to argue with so, people. Just much like <laughs> you as an adult now, Jeremy. Yes. Uh, the, re- the way that my, this is a true story, by the way. The way that my parents found out that I had that I could count, I was 14 months old. And when I was 14 wow. months old, when I would get in trouble, they would sit me down on a chair and they would go one, they would count to 10, basically time out for 10 seconds. And to a 14 month old, 10 seconds is a long time. Yeah. Um, and so they sat me down on this chair. My mom, you know, sat, I'd been punished who knows how many times. And she <laughs> sat me down on the chair and she went one and I went two. And she was like, three and i was like four <laughs> uh, and they uh, they got all the way to 10 and that was how she found out that i had learned to count and then they were like simultaneously out. really mad and proud. really proud yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, poochie right they back. were trying desperately not to laugh all that. so yeah that's, that's a real poochie so rat bag funny. move right yeah. there and we need to Some find out what you're like rat bag behavior we need to find out what like the evolution of the poochie rat bag so like if you were a poochie rat bag like what are you now as an adult, you know? <laughs> like what are the oh, pokemon right. stages like you need to have evolved <laughs> comment yeah. Comment on this, uh, you know, drop us something on Twitter or, or Instagram or something and let us know what you think the evolution of the Poochie Rat Bag would be. Um, <laughs> yeah, something you... about it. I have a case of capybaras in my mind. Yeah. Uh, something. Yeah. Yeah, but... yeah. 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 But something nicer than case, though, but like something warm and cuddly and well, that's funny. The and... case is the bag. The yeah. Bag oh, sure. I see. Yeah. The bag has to be an element. Yeah. Of but it, I don't right? know I what the, the bigger version of Poochie is. <laughs> yeah. That's what I don't know either. Today, we're actually supposed to be discussing a topic. Um, <laughs> whether we get there, let's find out. Um, no, today we um, thought we would have a discussion with all three of us being actors, something that we're often uh, asked about uh, uh, or, or is often sort of 
proposed to us when we're playing is like, wow, uh, these uh, you got you guys really sort of really commit to the role play and uh, the like voices and uh, and mannerisms and all kinds of things. And a lot of people, I think, are would love to incorporate more role play into their uh, games, uh, whether it be at home or even uh, you know live um, a live stream. But not everyone has. Uh, trained as an actor the only reason that we are anywhere near as good as we are is because we have uh we have trained and we but we thought what would be a really uh fun and useful thing is to share some of the little tips and tricks that we've learned that might help people feel a more comfortable role playing um uh, at their tables and also um uh, just give them some more tools in the locker so that they can vary characters and uh, find some new fun things because i don't know about you two but like i often feel like finding the voice for a character takes me a little while but when i get there that's when i really feel like i slip into the character do you know what mm, i mean like mm. ttrpg voice like when i'm playing with like friends and stuff like i like when i know their voice i'm like oh cool i know how they react and so it's a big part of it mm, for me mm. is like knowing the voice of my character yeah. um so uh yeah we're gonna share some little uh some little thoughts um about uh things like accent um character work all that kind of fun stuff mm. um but through the lens of ttrpgs and i guess it'd be useful probably to talk about maybe like some of our characters as well we could talk about some of the things that we've yeah. played whether it be in home games or, mm. or or on stream and i will preface this by saying i still i'm still finding Mooty's voice you know mm. so it's a process yeah. you know it's, it's yeah. learning yeah. and then you'll and then i'll there'll be like one night where i'll hit it and i go ah yes there it is Mm. And then Muti will immediately have his larynx uh, magically removed. <laughs> yes, yeah. by by the fish spirits. Jeez, 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 jeez. So, uh, Jeremy, why don't I throw over to you? Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my friend uh, who's a fan of the show, uh, Leo. She uh, is one of my very closest friends, and she uh, had actually suggested this topic to me um ooh, months ago now uh because she has recently started dming and oh. i think she uh is, has had in some cases a little bit of difficulty trying to differentiate i don't think having played in the game i have not had different difficulty figuring out which character is which when she does them but i think from her perspective it's been a bit of a challenge to sometimes try and do a bunch of different accents or try and find specific voices for characters sure um and so, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the, the basic things that I think most people are aware of are accents, um, voices, like pitching your voice higher or lower or mm -hmm. resonating in a different spot. Like, I, every, I mean, if you've seen any kind of cartoon, you hear, you know, the big angry, the big angry man is usually going to talk like this or something, you know, a yeah, lot yeah, deeper yeah, and yeah. throatier or, uh, mm -hmm. a small little child who's afraid is like, <laughs> I'm up yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. They, they, we all, like, th those are things that can d uh, communicate character. Um, but not everybody is necessarily good at doing those kinds of voices or feels comfortable even mm. trying to, to try and alter their voice in that way. Um, so I was going to say uh, another thing I think that can work really well, especially for DMs, um, is description. If you can describe what the character looks like and what they are like, vividly enough, I think a lot of times other people will fill in the blanks for you mm. once mm. the character starts talking. Mm. So if if I'm just using my regular voice and I say that you you meet an elderly woman 
uh, you know, very wizened uh, with with incredibly strong looking hands that are gripping a pair of, of canes as she walks forward, but you can't see her eyes because of her hood is hanging over her face. As soon as I start talking as the woman, even if I don't do a voice, you're, you still, you now have an idea of what this person might sound like, mm, yeah. uh, because that's like <laughs> a vivid description. You're like, Ooh. So if I'm, if I say, if I then I'm like, hello, who are you? What do you want? I haven't done much with my voice, yes. but you guys are like, it doesn't matter that she sounds like a, a man. <laughs> it's mm. like you guys, yeah. everybody is going to be like, okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and- just, to, just to quickly jump on to a specific, uh, I guess, like a little acting tip, I guess, just on the ba- back of that one, um, is that the, all you've done there really is you've changed the rhythm of your voice, which is an incredibly easy mm. thing to do. But that, that, um, uh, it, it, it shows so much character. Like there's so much character in how you speak. Yeah. Like yes. I, for instance, talk very fast yeah. and you can already yes. picture the kind of person that I am based on how quickly I'm talking. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, the, the fact that you slow that down for an older character, you might speed yourself up if you're playing a child uh, or you're trying to play a character like me who talks like a child. Um, <laughs> or, you know, so, so even just this very simple thing of like how you speak, um, you know, tip one one, playing a turtle, just go super slowly, and everyone doesn't matter. Just do your voice, but just talk slowly. It's great. Yeah. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or if your turtle is somehow super fast, <laughs> like yeah, just talk. Hey, everybody, I'm the turtle. I'm here, right? You know, yeah. like it just everything yeah. you say is really hyper, and everybody's like, whoa. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I thank you, Jasper. I 100% agree. Mm. That was one mm. thing I was going to get to. Varying ah, the apologies. speed. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. I'm glad you brought it up. Mm. Varying the rhythm of your speech can change so much. Mm, yeah. I, uh, I kind of almost think it's, it's, it sounds really stupid, but it's almost like body language for your voice. You yeah. know, like how we always, we, like we always got taught in drama school that like 70% or something like that communication is through body language. Mm. Um, and so, especially in the time of Zooms um, and being unable to see your adventuring party if you're a DM or see your DM if you're a, a, a player, um, things like rhythm are going to be incredibly important to denote characters or difference in characters. Mm. Um, and quite often I find that's the thing I'll latch onto first. As in, if if the DM is switching between like two NPCs, I think I probably pick up on the rhythm more than I pick up on anything else. Mm. Because at the end of the day, if you're used to hearing your friend's voice all the time, you're probably not going to pick up on their accent unless they're going like really heavy with it. Mm. So mm. I would, yeah, just state the importance of literally finding a like a, a really quick, just making a decision. You had a really quick rhythm. Mm. Yeah, and actually, if you can describe their voice to the players. Mm. Uh, or to the party, that can also really help. Yeah. So Absolutely. if you say up front that this person has a certain accent or has uh, a certain, like they're timbre to their voice, they have a deep voice, they have a high voice, a gravelly voice, whatever. Mm. Sometimes you don't even need to do the voice yourself because uh, they'll all kind of get the idea. It's a very useful tool if you're trying to incorporate more culture into your games, but you don't want to be stereotypical. Could also yeah. be a very useful yeah. way around that True. by saying they have a thick uh, uh, Eastern Asian uh, sort of accent or something might be better than you attempting a vague <laughs> Eastern Asian accent, which if you're, you know, 
I, as a trained actor, would not, for the life of me, try and attempt an East Asian <laughs> It's a risky accent. one. It's a risky. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I feel like uh, that could be a, a useful tool yeah. uh, to incorporate yeah. some more uh, diversity. But yeah, not I, don't, doing... I don't encounter very many Balinese. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, just, yeah, I mean, I just think, um, you know, for the sake of everyone at the table, I, I don't need anyone just raising their hand and saying, I just, can we not? like talk to this one npc ever again (laughs) can we can we leave this out can we can we move to the next town these 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 ones are all yeah anyway yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah that that is what 100 percent. i think also i think it can be useful to describe people using archetypes like other ref like references to other things Mm. so um i remember I remember watching a video where Samuel L. Jackson described Quentin Tarantino's directorial style and was saying like everything that he was saying were like references. Like he's like right. the character at the end, when he realizes it's all wrong, he looks up like Wiley Coyote, like the ground is falling out from under him. And he's like, Oh, and there's that look like that. And you know, things like where you're mm-hmm. referencing things. Mm-hmm. And if, if the people, if you, hopefully you share some kind of a frame of reference with the people you're playing with. And if you're like, Oh yeah, he's, I don't know. It's got a real general grievous kind kind of uh look to this uh this war forged and in fact yeah. has a similar cough and and stuff like that and then people are going to be like oh okay and anyone in that group who if you're especially if you're playing a ttrpg there there's a very good chance they will have seen star wars yes. uh is going to immediately have a picture I, I think i actually do that all the time yeah. uh i often i quite often go like i'll start describing it and go like yeah it's like this like this and i'm like but just like picture Sauron, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I always do it just because it because then you know because I often feel like the more I describe it, the more of a clear idea I get, yeah. and then I want to give that to my players. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, you're right, Jeremy. That's a really clear and easy way yeah. to 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 do that. Yeah. Also, theme music. That is yeah, another thing you love from, using yeah. the theme music. Um, I'm a big old fan of theme music. You're man. a big old fan of theme music. We're going to try and find a way to incorporate this into Wagadu because um, it's it's such a joy uh, when when Jeremy rocks out the theme music. I remember my first character was ever introduced and I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing because they got theme music. I've always wanted theme music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had the Dark Knight theme. I think that was I had the, the Dark Knight nice. theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was nice. so nice. cool. It was so cool. Um, yeah, and it can be incredibly informative, yeah. like yeah. of who yeah. a character is. As soon as with certain yeah. characters, as soon as you hear that theme music, you get. Oh, maybe I'll have to do this. Maybe like yeah. on the Discord or on Twitter or something, but release some of the theme music that uh, for some of the characters that have been in some of my campaigns, uh, and mm-hmm. like see how people whether people find them ev- evocative or not. Yeah, because well, I think actually... some of, some of them can be really helpful. Yeah, well, actually, I think, uh, Jeremy, there was, there was a few people that saying that Spotify could potentially be a good place. So if you want to send me some, like, a, a, a playlist, I think there are quite a few people oh. that would be interested, mm. and I can put it up on Spotify. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that would be very interested to... Uh, to 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 find out what a Jeremy Cobb playlist is like and use for their home games. Yeah, because, yeah, because um, I I also will use I also use theme song for locations, mm. uh, for arcs in a story. Mm. Like if we're playing a specific arc that's all <clears throat> going to be in one specific vein, I'll use a uh, specific music to play at the very beginning to kind of set the mood. Mm. Um, I'll use theme music for NPCs, typically villains, mm. uh, but sometimes heroes if they show up to help the group, like. All of that stuff tells people a lot about mm, the characters, yeah. 
along with visual descriptions. And uh, and again, not everyone is the best with visual descriptions. So another thing that I used to do was find pictures, usually of locations, yes. because I find or describing monsters. locations yeah. kind of difficult sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Or monsters, yeah. yeah. So if you can show your group a picture of a location or a picture of the monster, everybody's like, oh. Yeah. And I think that going back to, to role-playing is that we've often discussed that being comfortable at a table is the number one thing that will improve role-play. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's like a substitute from that. Like no matter how good an actor you are, yeah. if you're not comfortable at a table, you're not going to want to role-play. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's the same thing mm. when we're on stage or we're on set. It's like, if we're not comfortable... Uh, we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna do our best work so i don't think there's there's no substitute for being comfortable and being and being immersed at a table yeah. uh, that mm-hmm. is definitely the best way and so therefore if things like if things like pictures and music uh really help like your party really responds to that stuff yeah. then i would say first of all before any of the things we talk about in this episode go ahead and find that stuff and throw that stuff out there because yeah. that will uh i think that will really make a difference for your for your players yeah um like these are like my sort of like tips and tricks um so uh your mouth is separated into zones right so the first zone Mm. is zone one the kind of middle of your mouth where the roof of your mouth sits is zone two and most voices kind of live there especially kind of mine that's where it bounces off of um and then zone three is slightly at the back of your mouth where the little dangly bit hangs like cardi b calls it and then and then zone four is like kind of further down your throat so as like an example, so like when I play in Jasper's game, my character Nolita Ozai is based on Azula. So to achieve that voice, I have a very chest resonant voice naturally. Like that's naturally where my voice sits. Um, so in order to kind of get closer, I'll start to become slightly more nasal and just sort of start talking through my nose. And then I'll bring my voice forward into the front of my mouth. And then I will purse my lips tighter because there's a tension in the front of her voice. And then I'm in the place where I kind of sound like Azula. Hello, Azuko. Like, mm. like it's, 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 if you, there's loads of information out there on the internet. There's a book right now that I, is far away from me and I should have put it next to me, but I'll like put, <laughs> I'll put a link to it somewhere that just like kind of shows you that like zone placing if you want to start playing with things like that. Um, uh, I love that. Yeah. But we'll throw that up on the uh, Discord. I feel like yeah, that'd be a good yeah. place for, for that. To yeah. Work. Like I'll chuck that up onto the Discord. So like if you're, um, if you're wanting to, um play someone slightly more um malicious it's like you say just rhythm and slowing it down softening my voice completely and then that will completely shift Mm. so like there's loads of Mm. little techniques and tips and tricks and one of the easier ways to go about that without having like you know two years of drama school and all the books and stuff and like a, a voice coach um to be training you during that time is a process called verbatim so like if you go out there and you find like the vocal quality you're you're say looking for um uh like in a character like pick any character like pick anyone that you like and you think oh i think my character has that kind of voice listen to clips of it over and over and over again try and like think of like where they're placing their voice is it coming really low in their body is it like up in their head register um and then mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. literally just mimic them 
mimic them yeah. until you get like pick like pick like um I don't know a thirty second like it's a quite it's quite a bit to like transcribe and it's a lot of extra work. Let's say pick like a fifteen second like segment. Um, listen to it, transcribe it. Um, if you want to draw little pictures, even if it's like I think their voice sounds really splashy here, or it's like the color or- color orange here, or it feels like molasses mm. here, and then just like do what like just you know be creative, have fun, and literally just mimic them until you can find that vocal pattern and then use it for yourself um like if you want to go like ham um like that's like that's like the process that i would sort of tend to use verbatim is usually how i do accent study and voice study in any way anyway um yeah yeah, so like and like little they're like they're almost like little anchors right so like if you say like oh they've got like an orange voice or they've got a do you know what i mean whatever Mm. it doesn't really matter if it makes sense to anyone else (laughs) like if if it helps you to kind of go oh that's that's where that voice is um and I was just going to throw onto the back of that because I think that it's it's um, you'd be so surprised with very little kind of like dedicated training. What uh, just picking like a placement in your mouth and just imagining what that could do mm. suddenly. It, you, you know, what I mean, like without mm-hmm. literally just from picking a different zone, yeah. then my entire voice changed, yeah. and I put no effort into that character yeah. whatsoever. Oh, yeah, I always even like mm. thinking about things like your facial muscles and your jaw and your and how far away your teeth are and where your tongue sits. Like if I try to start mm, talking yeah. now and I stick my I stick the I'm just gonna stick my tongue to the back of my teeth and speak if i just do that all of a sudden i've got like a whole new voice and it's kind of changed mm. and i don't know what kind of character this is might be a kid mm. but like that's all i've done i've just stuck my tongue to the back of my teeth and th- that's it yeah or yeah. um yeah. like uh if i um like um try and talk with barely moving my lips you know, just if I just try really hard not to move my lips at all, that gives like quality of something. Mm. If I just purse yeah. my lips, if I like speak like um and like over articulate every single thing, that's gonna automatically like I'm already like gesticulating even more. I'm being mm. brassier, a bigger yeah. personality. Little like things like that. Like just think of like the, the like the physical yeah. thing to trick yourself into it. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and I would say with those, well, you can ease yourself into it, right? You can, uh, you can do a little bit at a time. Do you know what I mean? You could say like a few, like a sentence in that character's voice and then just describe the rest of the thing that they say. Do you know what I mean? So there's a way that you can just allow yourself to kind of get into the character and get into the thing. And, you know, like quite often in rehearsals or whatever for a show, I might be like, if it's a, if it's an accent that I'm not as comfortable with, I might rehearse in my normal voice whilst I'm working on Mm. the, 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 the accent and then when i feel comfortable and ready then i'll bring it to the yeah. table and i think there's no reason why you couldn't apply yeah. that um yeah because you don't to, to, to mm-hmm. you don't have to juggle all of the balls and like you said like you can just use it for a couple of like sentences and then that voice is kind of in your player's mind sort of like mm. um forever mm. because things like that can actually they're physically exhausting like they are tired and they take and they're yeah. mentally exhausting because they take concentration especially vocal fry i would not suggest that you speak on vocal fry for an entire yeah, character do or like don't don't be bad <laughs> like it, it's really bad yeah. Do not be Swear to me. It's really, yeah. really bad for your voice. Where is she? You are doing oh, yeah. damage. Like already, to your I'm voice. like, no. like it's not okay. And like just yeah. a little bit at a time. Those are my little, like, little tips and tricks. 
I love those. That was uh, great. Jeremy, I had a quick one just about uh, emotions. I don't know if that mm. treads on any toes. Ooh. I don't want to take your thingy no, away. No, no. Um, I'm really but, interested to hear about this. So a big one for me when I'm DMing is I will pick the emotional state that the character mm. is in or like what their like standard emotional state is. And so the big one for me that I always think about is I, uh, for some odd reason in my main campaign, I have a lot of street urchins. Uh, they've become... <laughs> well, we know why that is. Yeah. <laughs> um they've become very prominent in the campaign and uh for whatever reason partly because dennis is now uh turning you know using them to to create an empire it's a whole thing i have an army of street urchins who i'm i'm educating and and rehabilitating and yeah basically it's a whole like it's a weird thing it's morally kind of great but i feel like overall good CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, overall, you're paying them and... and Yeah, paying them, giving them work, helping raise their status in society. They're getting gainful employment and probably rising way above the stations of their adult counterparts. (laughs) (laughs) They are running the city at this point. (laughs) They'll be running multiple cities by the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to need to find out what happens when they come of age. They're they're going to be adults then. Absolute uh, They'll have to leave. It turns into the Alexander the Great situation where you have all these generals fighting over his empire. Yeah, Yeah, literally. Literally, um, and but but so so for instance, with these street urchins, I when uh, for the most part, um, uh, they are interacting with adults, and so the sort of default emotional state for them is just slightly nervous and a bit shy. And so, like when I'm doing the voice, I just I kind of imagine if I was just didn't really want to speak that much, and then suddenly there's so much character. Just in in that, you know, because uh, maybe I want to do, yeah, I'll go with, yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Immediately just assigning like an emotion Mm. uh, really helps Mm. you because you know, like you, you are a person, you're a whole person. Mm. You've experienced so much. You know what someone sounds like when they're angry. And it just, Mm. again, adds Mm. a layer on and you can do it subtly. And one of the things I quite like is that if you pick an emotion like mischievous, for instance, players will then pick up and start insight checking that NPC. You want them to insight (laughs) check that NPC. NPC. Do you know what I mean? Like the one time you actually want them to insight check that NPC because they're hiding something, uh, you know, you can just, if I just slightly, (laughs) you know, 
<laughs> aloof about the things that I'm uh, well, the way that I'm your ass something. is shifty <laughs> you, know. yeah, you are exactly. shifty as hell hold up, hold <laughs> up, hold up. in <laughs> fact so, in fact I would say be careful with this because make sure you know what you're doing yeah, I think our friend yeah. I in, our, in one of our in, in Ryan or not Ryan sorry Ryan our friend fell into this trap I think in with his character <laughs> Gallywix oh <laughs> Oh, don't even get so me started on this motherfucker. Our, our friend Ryan, uh, very, this is a very, very fun campaign that he's running. It's a very fun uh, campaign. And basically all of us, all of our characters were on a ship that's being led by this captain who is a verdant named Gallywix. And Ryan designed Gallywix to be kind of like a smooth talking, kind of amused car salesman type is what he sounded like. He gave him like a, hey guys, how here, here's what we're going to do today. Okay, we're going to go over here. We're going to do these things. And you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We're going to come out of it. But maybe sort of there'll be some things along the way that you don't know. Like, just... Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> yeah. kind of thing that makes you like, on the one hand, you're like, ah, oh, this guy's fun. But at the same time, you're like, I don't wish to take this person's advice. Um, <laughs> yep. And and he, it, it unfortunately resulted in Jasper's character becoming I... incredibly suspicious of this. Yelkash, he is everything that Yelkash hates in a person. Person, uh, uh, because he's just never straightforward, never like to the point. And Yelkash has made it pretty much his entire goal just to kill this one particular person. <laughs> like if he is left in a room on his own with this person, he will kill him. <laughs> and it did create some very fun dynamics with my oh, absolutely. character, who was yeah. uh, very beholden to Gallywix, mm. trying desperately to talk Yelkash down and talk Gallywix <laughs> into keeping his mouth shut. Because, but <laughs> things got even worse, because then Ryan had written in a thing that Gallywix actually was hiding very important information from us. Mm-hmm. And even though he was not hiding it maliciously, because of everything up to that point, it was done. Like, Gallywix was done. After yep. that. Uh, he ended up he ended up getting he ended up getting re, uh, reassigned by his superiors yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> basically so, yeah be careful measure. so basically so be careful with the shifty voice yeah yeah be careful with that <laughs> don't like, don't, don't certain... make the shifty voice the the whole voice <laughs> give yeah. them other layers to the voice <laughs> yeah like if you want your characters to find somebody really romantic you probably shouldn't have them sound like that <laughs> like it Everyone, as soon from the moment they hear the snort, yeah, <laughs> any any possibility of anyone's, yeah, 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 blown yeah, out yeah, the yeah, window. Yeah. I think, uh, and I and I would go as far to say um, that uh, when we when we get into um, when we're not talking about like racial um, uh, sort of stereotyping, uh, when we're talking about like sort of general societal the, 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 uh, stereotyping, it is something that happens naturally, mm-hmm. and so. I think that you shouldn't overuse it. Do you know what I mean? But there are certain voices, certain things that we associate with certain types of people. That could be very unique to your friends, to your friendship groups. It could be something more general. And I think that there is a way of doing it while still not, you know what I mean? There's a way of evoking a certain uh, picture in someone's mind with still without being, you know, uh, um, stereotypical. Yeah, and also so you can like, to Jeremy's it. point there, you might not think to use that voice for someone who's romantic, but maybe yeah. they're an incredibly smooth yeah. talker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally like maybe they it. say all the right things yeah. and you just get a little mm. bit surprised yeah. by it. But you know what they look like. Do you know what I mean you have an idea in your head of what they look like if that's what you're going for as a DM? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and I I think um, actually this is all, uh, kind of similar to. Um, 
visual design. Like if you look mm. into how creatures are designed in films mm. and and television, um, if a like uh, look at the design of ET, mm. ET looks like a little wrinkly turd, <laughs> but they gave him big, cute, friendly eyeballs, mm. and that immediately like that shortened the gap, the or the distance that they were going to have to to cross to try and get you to like him. Yes. As soon as he has the big, friendly, cute eyes. In mm-hmm. the human brain, you think, ah, oh, this is he nice. is a baby. I yes. must defend him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, whereas, in in contrast, if you watch District Nine, those yeah. the prawns have mm. almost like, have basically no cute features until yeah. they introduce the little kid. Like the prawns yeah. are really scary looking, and then they introduce a little kid version, and then you're kind of like, oh, for like a split second. And that, Terrible. so what, I, what I'm trying to say is essentially, if you're going to do a voice mm. that is unconventional, but then try and get people to root for that voice uh, in, or for that character, uh, or playing against type, essentially, it could be good to include one quality, either in the voice or in the characterization, that would kind of help yes. you close the gap initially. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. give yourself an ET situation is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's a very interesting thing. Actually, I'd never considered the idea of uh br- throwing in like a, a a physical trait that I would describe that would uh, that would kind of steer the the group in a certain with you know in a certain way that that I might want them to mm. uh you know want them to feel a certain way about a particular NPC. Um, this is a very interesting point. I'd never thought about that before. Thank you. Mm. Um, the the other thing I was gonna say, this was are are we done with those subjects? Or yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah fire away! I'm gonna fire break away. it out. I'm gonna break it out. When it comes to actual role play itself, moving off of the topic of characterization, when it comes to the actual act of role play, um, what happens if a person uh, is not comfortable engaging in, in improvised role play conversation? Because sometimes even some of the actors I've played with are kind of uncomfortable in that scenario mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what what i have i have stuff in mind but i'm interested to hear from you guys i tend to try and like open up the floor as much as possible um to people and then i also like don't press and push anyone to do kind of anything um like i i sort of look at i'll, I'll look at a party and i'll go okay these players are very much like down to role play, like with other characters, with NPCs or amongst themselves. And these players are a little bit more reticent. So I'll just let that kind of develop um, organically um, and Mm. kind of like ask, like sort of like outside of like gameplay voice, like as DM voice, ask like more kind of probing questions, much like your drama teacher, just just trying to lead you to kind of get you there. Mm -hmm. Like one of my players, I'm noticing like a little bit of a evolution. And it's that thing that they kind of, um, one of the things that they sort of teach you is going from um, a third person to he, she, to I, I do that. Like getting your player to go from mm. third person to first person is the first step. Once they start going to first person and going, I, 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 I think you start getting them more comfortable of thinking about their character as them. I think, uh, I think that I would say, I go back to my like point about immersion is, mm. is just, I think that that always generally always helps uh, people um, uh, feel more comfortable to do, to, to role play. Um, but I think if you've got someone that actively doesn't, uh, like I think there's there's a few options in that I think you could enlist the help of more confident players. Mm. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with just uh, aside before a session and just saying, hey, like 
just when you're role playing, uh, could you like include them more? Because I know what it's like as a player. You kind of you quite often will find yourself drawn to the other players that really commit to the role play. And the, do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and so I think it's it's very easy, and that's not a fault of anyone mm. uh, uh, who who does that. I think that's a very natural thing because it's 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 fun for you, right? It's fun to be in that place where you're bouncing off of each other and you're role playing, etc. Mm. But I think there's anything wrong with you as a DM just being like, hey, could you just like um, just uh, yeah, just trying to like include them in that role play and kind of throw questions to them mm. and you know like kind of let them answer because I think that quite often at a table there are certain players, including myself, mm, in this. Me. I get a bit excited, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to throw out the thing because I know the answer or whatever, and so I jump into like a conversation with an NPC where maybe someone else is better suited or maybe. Um, you know, someone else hasn't really had a turn. Do you know what I mean? I know it sounds pretty basic, but um, but that's going to help make people feel more comfortable, I think, um, if they feel like they've really got a seat at the table, you know? Mm. Um, that's that's what I'd say. What are you, yeah. what, are, what's your, what was your, your, uh, um, I, w- I was going to suggest, I think everything that both of you have said is very useful. And I was going to also suggest that perhaps having the person describe what they do. Mm hmm. So, for instance, if if a person is if a person says or if a person is is do if a character is performing an action, and say they what you want them to rip a tree out of the ground, the player, mo- the vast majority of players are not going to either literally or figuratively mime ripping a tree out of the ground. They're just going to tell you, "I rip a tree out of the ground," <laughs> yes, and. Yes. And they'll have to roll for it. Mm-hmm. Um, if a person is going to say, okay, I want to try and convince this person to do such and such, then I think it'd be perfectly fine to say, okay, what uh, what like logic or what are you going to say to that person mm-hmm. to convince them? And then mm-hmm. the question, they can frame the the answer essentially like, okay, well, I want to tell them that they need to open they need to unlock this door because i've heard a cat meowing behind the door and we need to let the cat out yeah um or whatever reason they give i would then say okay that's fine let's roll for it and i would probably this is a bit of a harder one at least for me because i instinctively respond in character as a dm and as a player but if if a person describes something to me as a dm then i think it would probably be easier for them if with that particular player i also describe either either do role play back or if the player would prefer describe what the other person does yeah so if it's like so you you want them to open the the door to let out the cat uh okay roll a deception check uh, and if they roll high on the deception check, they just say, okay, well, the person seems, the, 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 the guard seems very agreeable and they, uh, unlock the door. You have successfully gained entry. Uh, they're going to come with you to try and help you find the cat. Mm. Um, now, you know, that, that now we've moved along and nobody has felt pressured really. Mm. I mean, yes. perhaps a person feels pressured still in some cases, but at some point you have to find a way of communicating to the DM what your, what your character is going to do. So even, so description is the most basic we can get, I think, but I think it can still, I think it's a very, very, very valid way 
of engaging in role play situations Mm -hmm. if you're just fully not comfortable doing it. And I think as a DM, it's worth asking such a player if they're comfortable with you, like which they would prefer if they want you to respond as the guard or Mm -hmm. if they want you to simply describe what the guard does and kind of meet them on their own terms absolutely yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i agree i completely agree yeah. because you um you, uh, i mean we've we've said this so many times you as a dm have a, like a sort of a responsibility to frame this world in a way that is going to maximize enjoyment for both yourself and for your players mm-hmm. and so the more that you can draw them into a world where they that, that kind of suits uh what they're looking to get out of the experience the more comfortable they're going to be the more willing they are to to participate on that certain level and i would say to that as a dm don't try not to prescribe the kind of game that you want to have because that is just going to be a natural blocker i think to generally anyone role playing even even mm. the most confident people mm. uh if they if you come in and 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 uh and you know you're not you you, gotta, you want you know you're constantly trying to try to draw more out of them and more out of them i just feel like You've got to, at some point, you've just got to let it let it naturally come, mm. and know that if you're having fun at the table, and if everyone is enjoying or whatever, like things will just naturally develop over time. Because uh, I think it's just a natural byproduct of uh, of playing this this game. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I think that you would struggle to play this game over the course of a year with some of your best friends who you really enjoy playing with, and for the role, you know, for stuff to not emerge mm. uh, uh, over time. So, um, in terms of acting, uh, I. Sounds stupid, but I often enjoy um, a bit of uh, characterization, with, uh, like a uh, physical characterization, like a like a uh, item of uh, like costume or, or something, um, just to help place me in the whatever world we are. Mm. Um, I really enjoy doing that. Like I love for the Wagadu, you know, putting having makeup on. Mm. Um, uh, just again helps to plant me in that space. I always find as an actor, it's all about shoes for me. Like when I'm actually acting, I, it's all about like I like to wear the shoes mm. of the character just because I just it changes the way I walk and it's a big thing. So you know, um, having a, a physical like prop almost might be something that just really helps you uh, anchor into a certain character. Maybe they mm. have got a glove they fiddle with all the time, and and you know, just as little things. If you're uh, in the moment you're listening to something and you 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 will naturally start just fiddling with that glove and then you're like oh i you know you you'll start to feel like you're more and more in character um whilst you're at the table and i think that's really um uh i think it's you know it's, it's an exciting moment and it's a, it's a fun moment to to uh to be in you know yeah and just to jump on that as well and um, just remember something as simple i can't remember what the technical term is for this i'm so sorry darren Oram. um <laughs> um but like he definitely listens to he definitely yeah, listens absolutely to does. um but um uh just considering the placement of your breastbone like um where your solar plexus sort of lives if you like extend your shoulder blades out and just slightly bring them together you are immediately in what i would describe as like paladin pose just slightly Slightly trying to get your shoulder blades to touch. You're big, mm. you're broad, you're strong, you're confident. If you reverse that and just concave your chest, you're automatic. You're telling a different story. Just mm. physically. Now, if I then like hunch my shoulders up really tight, now I'm getting a little older. If I swoop the back a bit more, mm-hmm. if I bring in my tailbone as well, if, like you know, so just little things mm. are like like where your shoulders are placed, or is like one shoulder slightly more forward than the other. There's like you know the 
the left eyebrow always raised um you know <laughs> like uh yeah, yeah um yeah, do they yeah, breathe yeah. do breath as well do they breathe solely from their nose with their nose slightly higher up looking down at people like some sort of pile or are they like or do they have like big like boisterous breaths um is their belly t- is their core tight and pulled in or is their belly soft and kind of extended mm, um uh, little things mm. like that do they always sit cross-legged or just like you know find those little like quirks and like, little keys in i really feel like i'm I, i'm i'm like oh yeah there's so many more tools that I have that I've I just sat here like, damn, I haven't thought about that in a while, you know. Like, they really should. This I is should. this is why Unati lands so many voice actors. But no, but yeah. le- le- legitimately I think that uh and I think this is the this is I probably I would say but probably my biggest takeaway is that um, uh, take the pressure away from yourself. If you're someone who is yeah. desperately wanting to 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 role play and to uh, and to whatever, but maybe you're just naturally uh, a shyer person. Maybe you're naturally um, just you know just not as uh, e- extroverted as um, as say we might be. I mean, hey, I even class myself. I am a very ext- like introverted extrovert. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I like mm-hmm. you know. So I still get hella nervous when I do uh, uh, when I do voices and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so take the pressure off of yourself. Um, realize that it's it's fun, um, and the the more you uh, relax and trust in yourself and the work that you do when you create a character, the better uh, the experience you'll have, and the more comfortable and the, the, the and the more rewarding the experience will be yeah. uh, for you. Um, I think it's very easy to imagine it uh, a very. Um, uh, as a very personal thing, um, that if if you got the voice wrong or whatever, but you've got to remember this is your character. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you get the voice wrong, that could just be the voice now. Yeah. If that's a voice that you, yeah, can do, that could just be the voice now. That's fine. Do you know what I mean? Um, the only person who could tell you you're wrong you. is you. Yeah. Is you. Yeah. But that on that, stop telling yourself you're wrong that you're because wrong. you are not wrong. You <laughs> are a beautiful, mean? amazing butterfly. <laughs> You're yes. wrong that you're wrong. Yeah. I'm telling wrong, you wrong. that you're wrong yeah. that you're wrong. wrong that you're and wrong. I mean, like, like on on that note as well. I think um, at any point at the table, I know it's like a mindfulness hack, but it's also like an Alexander technique, like little basic hack as well. Just if whenever mm. you're feeling like a little bit like anxious, or you don't know what to do at the table, or you're feeling like you're doing something wrong, just sit down mm. and do a body scan from the top of your head down to your feet, quick one, and then back all the way up, mm. and then go. Is my jaw tensed? And if it's tensed, release your jaw. Am I breathing? If you're not breathing, start breathing again. If your shoulders are tight, release your damn shoulders. Tension mm. is physical tension is like it, 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 you know, anxiety manifests itself physically. And sometimes when you're in an anxiety loop about something, one of the re- one of the contributing factors is that your body is actually responding physiologically and yes. you can trick your, your nervous system by just going, let it be loosey goosey, man. Just be loose. Let's, let's just let go. Let's just let go. And I think uh, about that checking in. Check in that you're having yeah. fun. Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know that sounds really basic because D&D and, and TTRPGs are the best things ever. And do you know what I mean? They're all fun. Of course they are. But like, uh, you know, I've definitely found myself in the middle of games before being like, I'm, I'm not having fun. I don't know why. And it's normally just because I need to check in with like how I'm feeling today. And actually, as soon as I acknowledge it, I kind of go, okay, 
it's just me being a bit weird. Like, and I'm just being a bit weird today. Yeah. That's okay. And then as soon as I acknowledge that, I relax. My shoulders relax, just like Nati said. And I suddenly start having fun again. And I dive back in and it's all fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so just check in that you are having fun. Yeah. Um, especially if you're the DM. There's, you know what I mean? It's a very mm. pressured situation. And it's very easy to just feel like you have to go, 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 go. Do you know what I mean? But just give your players something to talk about. They'll happily chat amongst themselves for like an hour or something. Just have a little check-in. Do you know what I mean? Just be like, okay, how's things going? Yeah, they're fine. I don't have to be imagining the uh, uh, 17 uh, trillion permutations of which direction they could possibly go in right now. I can just listen to their conversation, uh, uh, you know, maybe pick up on a few little things that they mention and use that instead. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, oh, like, you want to go to a blacksmith? blacksmith here now is now <laughs> i'm just gonna the, the blacksmith's name is arthur i'm just gonna write that down just uh, yeah make sure i remember arthur this blacksmith's blacksmith. name is awesome and th- this is this, this is definitely going into dm tips here but my favorite thing is that um that I so I've I've started I have to record my sessions because I'm I'm terrible at taking notes. I've always been a terrible note taker generally, but um, but I have to record them because otherwise I just don't. I, I remember large but portions of what happens, but generally I don't. I'm like like the individual name of an NPC that I randomly came up with, and then the my PCs will always be like, "Oh, we need to go and talk to that blacksmith again," and I'm like. What did I call that blacksmith? Uh, <laughs> and then I, I just sit in my indecision for a minute. One of the players would go, Oh, I found it. It was Arthur. Yes. And I'm like, Yes, it, it, it was Arthur the blacksmith. <laughs> How did you <laughs> forget? <laughs> and then as soon as they say Arthur, I'm like, Oh, yeah, he spoke Arthur like the this. Blacksmith, absolutely vital to this campaign. Yes, totally vital. Yes. <laughs> What's that? You're trying to now roll to convince Arthur the blacksmith to join the. Oh, <laughs> okay, fine. Well, Arthur the blacksmith has back problems. Yeah, he Therefore, has. Going I, got, to... I got bronchitis. <laughs> yeah, Arthur the blacksmith cannot come the on this journey, lamp. unfortunately. <laughs> Arthur the blacksmith, aka. 80s era Eddie Murphy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's what I think of when you tell me the guy is called Arthur and he's a blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, did you guys have any uh, uh, last uh, tips to throw out? Um, uh, things. Uh, this has been really fun and I I hope that it has been somewhat useful uh, to, to you all. Um, if you have any specific roadblocks when it comes to uh, a role play please 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 do uh jump into our discord uh uh drop us a message on uh, twitter or instagram i would say facebook but like i try not to use facebook uh and don't monitor as much as i should so twitter and instagram mm. will definitely be there um just because uh, i think it is um I yeah i think it is <laughs> if you want to talk to me the discord is probably the best spot yes so there you go um, uh, so there are a few there are a few options there um, but yeah do reach out if there's any particular roadblocks um, that you have with role playing and we'll do our best we might not have the answer but we'll have a fun conversation if nothing else um, so uh, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode I hope you're having a wonderful day uh, and I uh, will, will we will see you next week yeah
so long. Yeah. So, so long, Shy Folks.